today's episode on Christian Talk, our experience in God. This is a bonus episode. Every now and then you will be hearing a bonus episode on Christian Talk, allowing someone to give their testimony about God working in and through their lives, or just sharing someone else's testimony about something they heard and they are very excited to share. Today I'll be speaking with my nephew Dylan Ennis about God working in and through his life, about using the Word of God to address life's issues. You know, a lot of times we don't talk about God enough, and I say that because we need to let people know that God will never leave them nor forsake them. Once we acknowledge God, and it is fruitful to fall into the hands of God at all times. You know, God loves us no matter what. He never changes his love despite our actions. And that is hope for not only for me, but for all of all the, everyone in the world, even if you're not listening. Today's episode with Dylan Ennis is a conversation, trust me, you don't want to miss. So listen, tap in and let's go. Well, hello, everyone. I'm your host, Melissa Richards, and today's episode is on our experience in God. And when I talk about our experience in God, I'm talking about my special guest, Dylan Ennis, my nephew. He is a proud father and a husband. Listen, he has a daughter and a son on the way. I'm so excited, like if it's uh, like I'm having a baby. I love this guy more than you could ever imagine. Dylan is a professional basketball ball player, and he loves God more than anything. Today, he will be talking about our experience in God. But before I continue bragging about Dylan Ennis, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself today. Hello, Dylan Ennis. Um, obviously, on the other end, my beautiful aunt. You know, <laughs> we've always we've been best friends. If she wasn't my aunt, she'd be my best friend. Uh, you know, we're all the time uh, talking about God. Um, but yeah, I'm a big believer in um, God um, because, you know, he's got me through so much. You know, I was raised in the church, um, you know, when we would uh, go every weekend. You know, obviously I was a young kid, but, you know, it set uh, the blueprint. And, you know, the older, yeah. I, the closer I got to God. And, you know, he's been, you know, by my side through my good times and bad times. And, um, you know, I've just learned, you know, the last about two, three years to, you know, pray to God, not just to want something, but just to thank him. So now, you know, the first mm-hmm. thing I do when I wake up, you know, I thank God, you know, when I go to sleep, I thank God, even after games sometimes, you know, I thank God just to get me through, you know, to, and I don't ever ask God to win. I just ask him, you know, full, um, confidence and full help nice. and just to protect me in. You know, he's, he's, he's been everything to me. So, you know, for uh, me and my aunt Penny to have this bond uh, through God, you know, it, it's definitely speaks volumes. And now you guys get to hear, you know. <laughs> I honestly appreciate our experiences. And one experience, well, I have a lot, but one of the experiences that I love the, well, one, well, almost the most, but when I went to Houston, Texas, if you guys know me, I'm not a traveler. And I went to go on a plane to go visit my nephew. Like I said, listen, no plane is going to stop me from seeing him. So I went to Houston, Texas. And I know there's a lot of people that will be listening saying, you left, you left Toronto, what you left <laughs> where you live. And I'm like, I sure did. And when I went to go see him and you were playing for Rice University, 
if there's one thing I said to you, I said, listen, I'm going to church. So make sure you wake up. I'm going to church. And you're like, yeah, for sure. For sure. I wake up the next morning. Everybody's sleeping. My brothers were with me. They were sleeping. Everyone. I just called a cab and I said, bring me to the closest church. I'm sitting in the church and we're, you know, uh, uh, 15, 20 minutes go by and in walks Dylan. And I was like, God, did you send him to me? (laughs) (laughs) How was that? I, I knew, I knew you wanted to go. And obviously, you know, I was so young. It was my first year in college, but you know, I knew how dedicated you were to, um, going to church. And obviously I was sleeping at the time, but you know, I knew how important it was to you. And I wanted to make sure that I was there for you. You know, you flew all the way down there to see me. So, you know, and you were there for me. So I definitely wanted to be there for you that morning. I loved it. I, I appreciate and it. And it taught me a lot, not only about, um, church, I seen God working in and out, like even in the the hotel, how people were just nice and they were just very welcoming. Not saying that in Canada, we're, we're very nice here, but everyone was talking to me very friendly. And then they knew, like, um, they asked me what I was doing here. And I was like, oh, I'm here to see my nephew, Dylan Ennis. He plays for us. And it's like, everyone already knew you. And I'm like, what do you mean you know him? And they were telling me about you, right? So that was one of the best experiences. But one of the scariest experiences I had regarding the word of God was one day you mean you, you know, we send messages back and forth. And one day you sent me a message and you're like, auntie, I need you to look into this, this Bible verse for me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, of course I was excited to look into this Bible verse. And then you're like judges 19. So then I'm like, okay, let me get back. Let me read it and get, get back to you because it wasn't familiar to me at all. But then I'm reading it. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, let me read it again, because it was quite disturbing. I'm like, okay, let me try to understand it. So then I had to go to uh, chapter uh, Judges 19 and then chapter 20 as well to get the whole thing where it's talking about this man. um, He was his concubine went out and cheated and then she came back and then she left him and went to her father's house. And then after he went with his servant to go find her at the father's house. He spoke with her and everything was worked out. And then they were coming back and they stayed at this man's house for a minute. And then these men wanted to come in and they wanted to deal with this man's case. Like they're like, bring him out so we could get to know him. And for those who are listening, get to know him means that they want to, uh, uh, be romantic with him, if I yeah. can say. And uh, the 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 master of the house was like, no, 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 take my my daughter and his concubine. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, no, no. Uh, they're like, no, 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 bring out that guy. I want the guy. And he's like, no, no, no. So then the guy says, no, take my concubine. And they take his concubine, and they did like they dismantle her, they rape her, they they deal with her in ways that it was just horrible. Anyways, they she comes back the next morning and she dies right on the doorstep. So this guy now he's upset, like he put, he's upset as a as a cucumber if I can describe it that way, um, and he cuts her up in twelve pieces. And this is where I was crying because I'm like, what is, what am I reading right now? And he cuts her up in 12 pieces and he distributes them to 12 tribes of Israel. And I like, honestly, I called everybody that I know. And I'm like, listen, you got to talk to me about this, this, this chapter, because I'm a little bit nervous. I know God gets upset, but this right here, this is, this is, this is serious. Like this Mm -hmm. man cut up his own wife. And not only did he cut up, like, 
I, I understand he might be upset that they raped her and they dealt with her, but he cut up his own, but let it be known that she was dead before he cut her up. He was yeah. dead. She died from all the abuse from the night before they were tarrying with her all mm-hmm. night. Right. So um, she died and then he cut her up and then he was, he um, distribute her body parts to the 12 different tribes. I didn't understand it. So obviously I love to seek counsel. I don't want to even try to act like I know everything I studied. It took me months to really get into that. And then if you go into chapter 20, it tells you um, how um, he wanted the different, the 12 tribes to, to know the madness that was going on and the Benjamites, right? And then they went to attack the Benjamites for this madness going on. They were just evil. But what made me excited was the fact that you called me. Yeah. And you like you called me on that. And mm-hmm. I had to study it. Yeah. I had like I had to study it. Me and God had our talk. You know, he's like, you need to calm down. Yeah. He had to, he had to rough me up a little yeah. bit. And you need, you need to calm down and you need to read the word to understand the word. I had to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to work for me and direct the right people to me. But I I, I, I want to thank you for that challenge. Um, but what made you read that? What what made you even? I, I don't know. I, I think I came across it somewhere and I don't know where it was. And that is one of the reasons. Seeing that. It, I, I don't say I question God. I don't. Okay. I, sometimes when I see those passages, I wonder why. I, and yeah. I, I always know there's a reason behind everything that God does. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to research it on my own because there's so many different false prophets. That's and right. I'm, every day I'm trying to understand God more and the Amen. Bible. So somebody I knew I could trust and who, really mm-hmm. dedicates. You're not going to get, I know you, you're not going to give me just an answer just because no. you said, well, let me go find out instead of asking yeah. somebody who just gives me something that came off the top of their head. That's and right. I, I, yeah, I, just, I just looked at that passage and I was, I was very interested in how that passage was in the Bible and what mm-hmm. would, what could that possibly teach somebody mm-hmm. who wanted to follow God's word? Yeah, I, 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 you're not lying. Cause when I first, when I first read it, I was crying. I would, tears were just, I'm like, what is who, what kind, how angry can someone be to cut up their, their wife in, in pieces and just like send them out. Right. Um, but he was doing it, letting the rest of Israel know the wickedness that was going on with, with the Benjamites. Right. And then they end up destroy, not destroying them all because God ended up stopping them in that part as well. But I just wanted to share that with everyone, letting them know the power of just fellowshipping and reading the word of God and knowing that within myself, I never, like I, I can read something 10 times. And every time I read it, God is opening up new knowledge to me um, with, through the power of the Holy spirit. And I, and I don't try to act like I know everything. I love studying with other people. I love digging, uh, digging into the word of God, allow, allowing the word to interpret the word of God to interpret itself. So I can go to one scripture to another for the one scripture to tell me, I don't really want people to make up their own opinions on something like, no, I want the word to tell me exactly what, what it means. Um, but another thing that, um, I admired about you is that you had a little girl, Amaya, like she is beyond beautiful. Uh, I love your relationship with her. I think that, uh, you're a great example of, um, a father. Like if it's one thing that, you make time 
for your daughter. You you make sure that you put in the time. It has nothing to do with nothing but your relationship and you build. And that's, I think a lot of times what happens is we have a lot of relationships and we, we, we don't put in the work. Yep. Like people have relationships and I always say what you put in is what you get. And I, I can see your daughter, like she admires you. She adores you. I see when you, when you're uh, putting the video, when she's coming out of daycare, looking at you, yeah. like, she's like, uh-huh. she, yeah, you know how I see people yeah. looking at movie stars. This is how she's <laughs> da 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 da. And I, I admire that. And I'm, I'm beyond grateful because I think that those things should, we should talk about things like that. A lot, and I believe that God has something to do that, with that. And I know that I can't give you something if I don't have it. And I believe that the love of God is in you, and you're pouring that into your daughter. And I think that we need to watch those examples, see those examples, talk about those examples, and let other people know that the importance of having God in your life, allowing Him to show you what love is all about, and how to love your children. And and I think sometimes we get caught in that. We we were wondering how things are done, but the reality is it's it's all through God can you talk to me about your experience with your daughter yeah you know when I had her it it changed my life I knew that you know being a father to her and being there Mm -hmm. every day for her was going to be the most important thing that I could do on this earth somebody told me that you know we're speaking about God uh, me and my friend Mm -hmm. and she said God sends you his child. It's not your child. It's his child. That's right. So then when you get to heaven, he will say, well, no, not even when you get to heaven, when you get to judgment, he will say, Mm -hmm. what did you do for my child when I sent you my child? And Mm -hmm. for me to know that I'm doing everything I possibly can to give Amaya the life that I want her to have, to be happy, to, for God to look at me and be happy for the father I am, that allows me to be a great father. And I know that, and I'm not doing it for karma to have good karma. It's just in my nature, but I know Mm -hmm. if I'm doing right by her, then she's going to do right by somebody else. That's right. And it's a chain reaction. I want her to grow up, to be compassionate, to be loving, to Mm -hmm. share the little things in life with people who don't have, you know, mean, that's right. We get her clothes that she doesn't wear. We get our clothes that we don't wear. And people normally throw it out, but we give it to Salvation Army. I only do that because my mother did it. And Amen. that's something that she probably learned from her mother who probably learned. That's right. And so on and so forth. And that's just being that's a right. good person. And where does that come from? That comes from God. God right. he says, if somebody doesn't have, you give to them. And, you know, that's I right. just think. You know, the things I do, I've learned from God and hopefully I can pass it down to her. And, you know, it it becomes second nature. It becomes second nature to be a good person. And, you know, that all comes from, you know, the Lord. I appreciate that because I, I would, I was also admiring the way that you, you're not hiding God in your family life and you let them know that, you know, I, I always watch, like read your post. And I, I, I don't think I've seen a post where you're not grateful and thanking God for what you have. And you're making people know that, listen, I am who I am because God is allowing that to be done in my life. Um, I love the fact that you dedicated your child, your daughter back to God. And, um, when I posted that people were like, Oh my goodness. Did he go to, he goes to church. And I'm like, listen to me, listen, (laughs) I said, 
don't ever get it twisted. You, his lifestyle, the way he's talking to people about God, I can't imagine him not dedicating his child back to the Lord. He says, Lord, thank you for this child that you have blessed me with. I know you're letting me know you're asking me to raise her for you. And I'm doing just that. And that just melted my heart. I had to take like a bunch of pictures with that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, the presence of God being known in your life. Do you ever get nervous as a ball player, like talking about God? Like, how is that experience with you? Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of people who are on a famous platform try to stay away from anything that has to do with religion because Mm. they're scared. If I say, hey, you know, I'm with this religion, then the people who, you know, watch the games or follow them like, oh, no, I like this religion. So now I don't like you. And mm. you know, for me, it was always, you know, God was always first. And if you don't, if you can't accept that I love God, then you can't accept me. And, Amen. and I don't think that I'm at a platform like LeBron James or Michael Jordan, where it might, you know, change my life completely. But, you know, regardless on the platform I, I'm at right now, you know, people are going to know, you know, all of me and, you know, God is always first. And I've never been hesitant to tell people, you know, what I believe in, who I believe in, uh, because it's me. And, you know, I I decided you're not going to change me just so that I could fit the box that you want me to fit in. I'm, I'm beyond grateful. And, and of course you like, you're my only nephew. I'm everywhere I go, I'm talking about you. Right. So, (laughs) um, and the thing is people don't, like, you know, the way I'm talking there, is he even real? I'm like, yeah, he is real. Don't even get that twisted. My nephew's real. And we talk about the Lord all the time. And that's one thing I really love about our relationship is, you know, that I'm passionate about God. I love, I find different ways of falling in love with God all the time, talking about his beauty and his goodness in my life. But when I start seeing him in your life and how you don't you don't put God on the side burner. You you yeah. play professional ball. You travel everywhere. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm not leaving God at home and then going to travel. God comes everywhere with me. Yeah. And the fact that you're you're leaving an example for your daughter that God comes first and foremost, and also in your wife's life, you're inviting God into the presence of your home. That is an example that we all need to have, right? So that's why I was so excited to do this podcast with you because- a lot of times people think you're that people are just running after fame and money. And you're like, no, no, I, I do what I do. I love what I do, but God is first and foremost. And I honestly respect and appreciate that from you. And if I never said it to you before, I am beyond grateful for you. I'm thankful that uh, you're uh, promoting the Lord in every way you can. And I'm great. And you know, I love your wife, right? Of course you do. I know you oh, do. come on now. Hey, you're so I'm that's right. And hey, don't even let me. I, I love her. But so um, what I always say on my exit of leaving a podcast, I always say 1031, which is 1 Corinthians 1031. And I, I always go out with this saying, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Until next time, guys, we'll see you on Christian Talk. <laughs>